Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Now, I want to read to you guys a short piece. Typically on these, um, I read an old adventure article or something from the back in the day, just because it's kind of fun to go back that far and see how things have changed. But this was kind of romantic. I uh, didn't recognize it at first. It's kind of a cool looking opening shot here. It's about a canoe hunt. And I don't know that it's a specific canoe hunt so much as the whole idea of hunting big game by a canoe. That's what's so romantic about it for me. And I guess that's probably why I wrote it, because I have always, always dreamed of the romance of a canoe hunt out in the wilderness and you're on a waterway. It ties in that huck fin free, go down the river and you're just free to do what you want. That's sort of an ethos right there tied in with discovering new country, especially big game country where a moose might step out of the trees into the water. Oh, howling wolves, just that whole North Country adventure stuff to me that is tied in with a canoe. So I wrote this article about America's original hunting boat, the canoe. Yeah, I haven't read this since it appeared back in, when, when was this? Oh, this appeared in the September issue of American Hunter magazine in 1999. And that uh, American Hunter is an NRA publication that if you join NRA, you can choose to get that magazine as part of your membership. So I have been writing for those folks since 1976. Sold one of my first articles ever to American Hunter. So it's got a special place in my heart. And here's my special story on the canoe, which also has a special place in my heart. If hunting is what we do to connect with our real world and claim true freedom, and I believe it is, then a canoe is the perfect way to get there. No gas to spill, no motors to roar and lay out a fetid fog, or to die and leave you stranded, no. There's no time or distance limit. No trailer to license and seesaw down a narrow ramp. Heck, there aren't any ramps. You can hunt almost anywhere from a canoe. The biggest lake, the wildest river, the remotest beaver pond, the most intimate stream. All by yourself, you can lift a canoe atop a car, slide it into a pickup's bed. Alone, you can carry it over your head to the water's edge. There, with gun and paddle, you're prepared to travel the world, beholding to no one freedom. Ooh, I like it already. Americans know and desire this freedom instinctively if subconsciously. Mark Twain defined and captured it in Huck Finn, our yearning for the simple freedom of paddling away from it all. The boss, the meetings, the deadlines, the rattling car, the gasping refrigerator, the blinking VCR, the bills. Well, just as Jim and Huck sought the river to escape their plights, 
we too seek open water to escape servitude to phones, email, 60-channel TV, media everywhere we turn. With a canoe, you don't need artificial life support. No fuel, no batteries, no software, no breaking news. Just add water and breathe deep. Pull a paddle, no problem. Canoes take us boldly where no man has gone before, or at least it seems that way. And that is enough. Beyond the next bend, back in the deepest swamp, down the wilderness river, into the unmapped unknown, we seek and find a undiscovered world where giant bucks drink fearlessly at water's edge, mallards paddle in swarming congregations, moose wallow and squirrels dance along overhead branches. Where the water gets too wild and rocky to paddle, we line our boats through. When it's too shallow, we drag. And when we can no longer drag, we carry. And when we can no longer carry, we don't care because we're there. Free at last. In the watery Northeast and Great Lakes country, earlier Americans are said to have engineered the canoe. Not a clumsy hollowed log, but a spruce and ash-framed bark-skinned sprite with all the grace and dignity of a swan. Using only natural products, a Stone Age culture had built the perfect boat. A basic design that hasn't been improved upon in 600 years. Oh, sure, today's canoes boast miracle materials requiring minimal maintenance. They offer maximum durability, but they don't take you anywhere that a birch bark model couldn't go. I made my first canoe hunt from an aluminum tank of a canoe that weighed nearly 100 pounds, but it was lighter and more transportable than any boat I'd ever tried dragging to a marsh. A college buddy and I lowered the boat into South Dakota's James River, this continent's lowest and slowest. We added our 22s and we were off. Along each bank behind each fallen tree, around each bend a new adventure. Wood ducks flushing, a beaver chewing, a mink loping and slipping into the water like a well-dressed snake. White tails crashing up the bank and squirrels, of course squirrels. Feeding squirrels, romping squirrels, unsuspecting squirrels. I don't remember how many we got or how many times we missed. I just remember that I was hooked. Years later, I boated down a small stream in Kansas, sliding a sharply bowed 60-pound Kevlar fiberglass Winona cruiser canoe over ice. The lakes had frozen and the mallards were concentrated on running water. I floated down into them. I can still see their startled eyes, hear their surprised quacks, see that water erupting as they climbed, and how poignantly they drifted against the frosty ice shelf, orange legs contrasting against the black water and the white frost. How far away we were in the soft hush of that snowfall, just the ducks and I. Alaska rivers are big. Alaska moose are big. But we found a more intimate water up along the Hall Road one September. The dwarf birch and the bearberry were just turning color, the grayling just beginning to drift down the little river toward the safe watering holes of the bigger streams, when we laid a sprightly Sawyer canoe on the water and bid the roaring 18-wheeling trucks goodbye. It's wonderful how quickly you can lose the 20th century in the wilderness. No jet trails showed over the Brooks Range to the north, 
No smokestacks rose above the black spruce lining the crystal waters. There was no drone of tires from a nearby interstate. We did hear gentle gray jays around our tent camp. We did hear ravens croaking lonely in the far distance. We heard the murmuring of the water, always passing yet always there, always murmuring about its passing. We heard the dip of spruce paddles, the grunt of moose, and the pure, contented howl of a wolf rising like the smoke of our campfire. The really neat thing about canoes is that you don't have to use them in Alaska to experience your own kind of wilderness. Push off the bank, paddle until the bridge is out of sight, and you're gone. Your world suddenly is an expanse of river, its bordering trees and hills, its secret wildlife that only you will see. Paddle hard and feel yourself propelled like reflected light across the wavelets. Paddle lazily and drink in the view. Paddle quietly so as not to disturb the solitude. Paddle away to where you've always wanted to be, free. Ooh, that was kind of fun. Man, not all want to go grab my canoe and take a float trip. So, you know, that's a big part of the reason why we're all here, why we love the outdoors and hunting so much. It just connects us with the world in which we evolved, where we really belong. Even though we're now living in suburbia or cities, or at least in a in a house that's fully electrified and heated and temperature controlled and all the rest, there's just something innate about desiring an adventure in the wilderness. And a canoe, great way to get there. Hey, this is Ron Spomer. Thanks for watching. Oh, thanks for listening too on your podcast. And don't forget, you can also go to our website, ronspomeroutdoors.com, where we have a lot of blogs on this material, as well as provide access to RSO TV, where we do extended videos on hand loading and guns and shooting and hunting and all the things we can't necessarily show on, uh, on these commercial channels. Um, and you can find another YouTube channel, that's Ron Spomer Outdoors, where we do a lot more details on ballistics and bullets and all the kind of detailed information hunters like. Thanks for tuning in. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water. Every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. Go out there and the fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.